at that point, I will try to get you a voter registration, the change card, change so you card. can change your party. Right. But just know that it's not a mistake. If you sent me a card and you requested a different party, we cannot do that unless you change the party. Right. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet at WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass area FM dial at 102.9, here today for another session on the voting process with our town clerk, Nancy Danello. Nancy, thank you for doing this. No, Steve, thank you. Thank you for being here. It's Always good. a pleasure. It's good to be here, especially when we're talking about something as important as elections and voting. For sure. I know you do, and we've talked in other times of all the other things you do at the town clerk's office, but in this election year prep, we're going to talk about the election process. Wonderful. Yeah. So the first thing, of course, is registration. And the Secretary of the Commonwealth has a link to do registration. Clearly, they can come to the town clerk page. They can walk in the office. Absolutely. You can walk into the office. You can do it on um, as you're renewing your registration to um, or your license to drive. You can also vote, um, I'm sorry, register to vote um, through the Registry of Motor Vehicles on the Secretary of State's website. Um, you can email me and we can send you the information. Many, many different ways to register to vote these days. Mm -hmm. And the just for an update, the last day to register to vote for the September primary is August 27th till 5 o'clock. We'll be open here at the town hall till 5 o'clock. And then assuming they're, they've moved here, they've registered, they're continuing to be active, they stay on the registration roll, there's no need to re-register. But if they miss some elections, or I think you said in terms of returning the census, they do become uh, inactive. Yes, they do become inactive, and um, all they need to do is that next voting period, so that next election, mm -hmm. um, just bring your license, just bring a bill, a utility bill, any type of proof that will show me that you're still living at your current address and um, you'll come back on the active list. All right, so that could happen even if they have forgotten or did not turn in, they want to vote in the primary. At the primary time, they would still have to provide that additional documentation Absolutely. and become active at that point. Correct, correct. We're not going to turn anyone away. No. No. Yeah, so just a little nuance on the inactive. And then we talked before, but this is nine precincts this year, but all precincts are still voting in the one place. That's right. We're still at the high school. And thankfully, I was able to fit the nine precincts in there. I'm not quite sure about 10. So <laughs> well, that's know. a few years away. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but yes, we'll all be at the Franklin High School on Election Day mm -hmm. from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Right. And then in terms of the new process, particularly with the legislation that was passed this year, vote by mail, early voting are now institutionalized to be a regular part of our election cycle. Absolutely. We've been very busy. We actually have sent out in the past five days um, 2,217 vote by mail applications and about 110 
um, absentee applications. Vote by mail is here to stay. Um, there is no excuse these days to not vote. You have your vote by mail. You have a full week of early in-person voting. The schedule is out there. We'll mm-hmm. be at the high school. You can always come into the office and vote during regular office hours. Um, many, many ways. And so. you can drop the ballot in the new Dropbox. Did you see that? Don't I you did. love it? I love it. It's so cool. Uh, I mean, you I didn't know. have to walk that far to the regular business Dropbox, but this one's now on the way to the door. That's so. right. That's right. I mean, I know a lot of people will still use the mailbox because you can pull right up to Drive it, through. but this yeah. is just as easy. It's a few steps, you know, get out of your car, get some fresh air, and um, walk up to the mm-hmm. Dropbox and it's awesome i love it yeah now for the primary in particular especially with the secretary of commonwealth having sent out the postcards that you can return for ballot if a voter particularly for the primary doesn't declare republican or democrat ballot then you have to do some work to confirm which ballot you actually send them because you don't send them both absolutely not every person gets one ballot so you're correct if somebody is an unenrolled voter, people know unenrolled as the old independent. Right. So you're not affiliated with any particular party. On the card that the state sent you, it clearly notes. Um, if you're unenrolled, it'll tell you you're unenrolled to choose a party. Um, you have to choose that party. If you do not choose that party, um, and a lot of people haven't, you probably got a phone call from me this past weekend or um, one night this week. I try to call when I know people are going to be home Mm -hmm. um, to declare a party. Um, I cannot send you, I can't guess on what ballot you want. So if you do not declare a party and I cannot contact you, if I don't have any contact information, Mm -hmm. um, I'll send you a letter. If you do not respond to that letter, what we do is I'll put you into the November 8th request. So I will not ballot then. Correct. So you'll get a ballot on November 8th for the state election, but I will not send a ballot for the primary. I don't know what ballot you want. Right. So people can still vote. They just need to come to the office, get a ballot or do early voting times or the day of. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that just means I'm not going to mail you your ballot. I will try and get in touch with you. Um, but you can certainly come into the office, go to early voting, um, call me, send me an email. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, such and such ballot, either Democrat or Republican. Right. Um, as long as I get that email, I will try and get you out that ballot in time. And we've been busy getting out ballots. And we're... <clears throat> to the extent you've done 2,000 already by this time, then yeah, that's, that's, yeah. A, that's a lot of work. I have to say, our I mean, our staff is amazing. We have our wardens in here that are getting the ballots out and every day, mm-hmm. you know, so we're staying on top of everything and the flow has been incredible right yeah now without specific timing because if we want to do this we can do this almost forever but the as part of the election process and preparation you also have kind of a uh machine ballot validation check period where people can come and watch and observe and see how the ballot is processed through the machines tallied etc so there's it's transparent it's open there's no funky stuff going on that's correct we do we test the machines i haven't actually set up the date for that yet for the testing of the machine 
it'll be a different date for the November election anyway. Right, so right. Stay tuned for that info if you want. Sure. But that process so, is done before each election. Yes. Um, I will publicize when that's going to be, and it's usually done here at the municipal building. Um, we'll test the machine. I'll process 50 ballots per tabulator, um, audit it, and make sure that the um, numbers come out exact, and they always do. Mm -hmm. And I love it when people, when we have an audience, yes. and sometimes I even ask the audience to help, you know. Sure. Um, so we will definitely do yeah, that. We do that for of, every election. Yeah, that's one of the things where the machines are not connected to anything. Oh, no, no, They're no. totally disconnected. They're simply an automation of tabulating, reading what's on the ballot. And then to your point, as part of this, and if you do need to do a recount, you're manually counting the ballots. Correct. To do the validation. So it's not like the vote is somewhere else. It's no. always on the ballot it's because there. you have that. That's right. That's right. So the memory cards are inserted into the tabulator. We process the ballots, 50 ballots again per tabulator, and we always manually count as well. And that's how we do our audit. Mm -hmm. So we'll manually count the votes on the ballot, and then we'll verify it on the tabulator to make sure that our numbers match. Right. And then the memory card is really just the totals of the election results by candidate, by ballot Correct. question, whatever. Correct. Total Those totals voters. are then entered manually <laughs> into In, a master spreadsheet. That's right. And I remember you helped us. And uh, this year, actually, uh, Jim Dacey reached out and he'll be doing the tabulating for that night, for sure. um, the night of the election. Right. Yeah, so I thank a, you. It's a two-step <laughs> process because you're typing, somebody's reading, and you're validating and confirming the totals, etc. So there still is no other electronic methodology. It's it's manual, somewhat automated in terms of the spreadsheet and the That's calculators, right. but That's it's right. all manual checks along the way. You can think of it as a big calculator. Yeah. You know, I mean. Mm -hmm. It's totaling like it, it, the votes. And it has a register receipt. That's which right. You then post so that people can see by precinct what yep. the ballots were at each precinct. Yep. So the beginning of the night, we'll run a tape and show everybody that everything zero, zero, is zero, 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 zero. That's right. And then at the end of the night, we'll have our numbers mm -hmm. and then um, input them into the spreadsheet. Um, verify everything, make sure everything balances, and we report to the state as well mm -hmm. all those numbers. Right. So then we've talked about registration, we've talked about the mail ballot, we've talked about filling in the check boxes, we've talked about the validation of the ballot counter tabulator machines, and then either on the early days or the day of, people come in, check in by precinct so that they're validated, and if they do happen to have been in that inactive, then they'll have to provide additional ID to get active, um, but then they vote. That's right. That's right. Boy, you're really good at this. You want a job? <laughs> I think I already have one. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. And then, obviously, at some point in time at the end, well, let me go back. So, on uh, the early voting, at the end of each day, you simply tally the number of voters who have come through. There's no intermediate tally as to who's winning, who's losing, whatever, et cetera. It's just total votes by day. That's correct. We actually don't even open those ballots until the day of the election. Right. Um, and that's what we're going to do this year for the primary. I haven't decided yet for the state election if we're going to do the um, advanced opening and the advanced deposit. Mm -hmm. But for the primary, we're just going to open up that day, that night, um, you know, 
actually the day of mm -hmm. the election. I'll right. have the wardens opening up the envelopes. Um, they'll go check in with the um, precincts. Mm -hmm register that voter as voting and then process the ballot through the tabulator right. and that's when you see that you know a lot of people will say you know um, our wardens are standing there putting ballots into the tabulators well that's what they're doing they're processing all of the vote by mail mm -hmm. and the absentees someone's going to put them in right so that's what our wardens will be doing right. correct and the ballots in the meantime whether from the day of even through the day you already have a security process around that as well, and that's one of the pieces as part of the new legislation. The police detail, et cetera, had to be approved by the town council, so we will have security over the ballots. Nobody's playing with those in any way. No, no. everything is locked up. I have security tags. You know, we get the ballots in. They go right into the vault. The police will come and deliver everything, all of the ballots, all of the um, ballots that were uh, voted absentee, um, vote by mail. They'll transfer everything to the high school and they'll be secured. And the tags, I'll have somebody, someone reading off the tags to make sure they um, agree with the um, spreadsheet that mm -hmm. I have and yeah everything is secure mm -hmm. no need to worry no need to worry and then, then we'll go back to the ballot itself so having submitted personally a mail ballot ballot request I get this nice envelope Franklin mailing so it has a large brown piece so it certainly is distinct in the mail correct by correct. design <laughs> yes and you notice the color is a little bit different this year in terms of brown it's, shade. Yes. Yeah, but it's brown. Yep. Right. And then inside, you have the white called mailing envelope. That's right. Postage paid by the state, so you right. do not need to put postage on there. Right. And it's already pre-return addressed, which is a nice little You touch. like that? <laughs> <laughs> At some point in time, I would think you'd also kind of have a barcode there to so, enable some of the... Um, quicker tallies as to who's doing what? We actually don't tally this envelope. So you're going to put your little brown envelope into the white envelope. So it's called it's the, the EV7. So that's got the barcode. So what we do is when we receive this ballot, you're going to have your EV7, which is the little envelope with the barcode on it. You're going to put your ballot into that envelope after you're done voting you're going to sign that envelope make Very sure you sign, sign it absolutely i've had to make some phone calls because if you don't sign that envelope i have it. to reject your ballot right. okay and in terms of the overall process this is similar to the signature when we're signing in in the precinct correct Correct. So it's the equivalent of the process. That's right. That's right. So you're going to put your little envelope in the white envelope. When we get this white envelope that um, is addressed to the town clerk, we're going to open this, take the little yellow envelope out of it, date stamp both of these. We still save this envelope. Mm -hmm. It just goes into a big a bin. File. Correct. Correct. But those are the most important. You have to sign the EV7s, the... Um, envelope that has the barcode on it you must sign it mm -hmm. that's where you're going to deposit your ballot and then the day of the election we're going to open that up check your name off on a list you've already been processed through the state computer right so when we get that in we're going to process it through the state computer we'll scan the barcode mm -hmm. right. and that's your voter id number right. um and the system will tell us that you've already voted so if you, um, you know, try and apply for an absentee ballot 
and we, one of us are putting in your absentee ballot, the system will not accept so it because you've already voted, you've already requested a ballot, we've mm -hmm. already processed that ballot, right. um, so it'll be rejected. So also in the case, thinking through the logic, so if somebody does apply for an early vote, vote by mail, they fill it out, they send it to you, you've already acknowledged that. So if they walk in the day of or early vote day, They've already registered, they've already voted, so you would turn them away at that point. Correct. If we've already processed their ballot, we're going to turn them away. If they've requested a ballot... But hadn't turned it back. Correct. Then you they can, can still vote. Yes. Right. And then if they, if you find one that for some reason didn't go through the process, as you start processing it, you've already got the record that they voted, so you're not going to count again. Absolutely not. Right. No, our numbers wouldn't balance. The system wouldn't allow us to do it. Right. Yeah. So. Just one person, one vote, one tally. That's, that's it. it. One, one, that's one. it. That's right. Right. That's right. right. And then on the ballot itself, of course, the usual reminder to fill in the little circles completely, but not over so because they need to be barcode read. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And if you do go over that little oval, it will kick out. The um, tabulator will not read it. So then it would become a hand count. Correct. Right, and then if they've overvoted, so if there's a choice of one of two or if there's three of, that also will get right. kicked out we'll and kick then out. manually count. That's right. Right. That's right. And then in, in that case, you really can't count that ballot. If somebody, so call it, you know, three choices for one and they've mocked all three, you, you can't. You, you can't count I don't that. Know. How do you know which one Correct. it is? Right. You have to know the voter intent so that vote wouldn't count. It would that. be a blank. It would be a blank. That's correct. Right. right. But you correct. have to then manually go through and confirm, et cetera, et cetera. That's right. And, in, of course, in the mailing, there's also a sheet with the instructions um, as to what to do, talking through the points that we've done here in terms of marking the ballot, signing the ballot envelope, Very returning the ballot, <laughs> Yes. Each step in the process, and effectively the mail vote process, is functionally equivalent to walking in and going through the same process. Correct. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's just more convenient if you want to do it by mail. Yeah. And, you know, with COVID still around, you know, it's it, in the elderly, you know, sure. it's just easier for them. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We don't have the golf carts anymore. And I know the high school is a big... You know, a it's a lot. big parking lot and it's a big building. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have to walk over to Precinct 9, it's a long walk. Mm -hmm. So it makes it more convenient for the seniors um, to vote by mail. Or even if you're busy, you work. I mean, sports. Sure. Yeah. It's summertime. Yeah. People are on vacation. Family schedules are rather full these days. Absolutely. So, yeah. This is a great option. So please vote. Vote. <laughs> However you choose. That's choose right. Vote. That's right. Yes. Come see us on election day. Yeah. Yeah. Vote early, but you don't have to vote often. No, please. <laughs> often in terms of every election, but that's not, right. Not that's multiple right. Times during. You couldn't. <laughs> There's checks in that process. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we've talked about registration, we've talked about the vote application and choosing the critical choice in terms of the primary. You don't need to because on the state election or the single elections it's just one ballot. That's correct. Primary, you've got the choice between Republican yes. and Democrat. You need to make that choice. Yes. So the state election, you get the one ballot. Similar process. 
I think the early voting period for the state election is a longer time. It's two weeks. It's two weeks prior to the election. And those dates will be published when we get to that. Dates and times will be published. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, And I think, as you said, clearly at the precinct high school for the early voting, um, but then there's options, Chloe, to still come into the town clerk's offices during your office hours to still do things. That's right. That's right. You can come, always come in and vote, um, change your party. Um, another thing that I'd like to discuss also, Steve, is those cards. So if you're a registered Democrat mm-hmm. and you choose a Republican ballot, right. I can't send you a Republican ballot or vice versa. Okay. The only option that you have is to go with the ballot of the party that you're registered in. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I will try to get you a voter registration, the change card, change so you cards. can change your party. Right. But just know that it's not a mistake. If you sent me a card and you requested a different party, we cannot do that unless you change the party. Right. So we're not making a mistake in the office in no. sending you the wrong ballot, the ballot that you didn't request. Um, we have to send you your mm-hmm. party's ballot unless you change your party affiliation. Right. So that's one of the unique things about Mass, where you can go, quote, unenrolled, independent, and stay unenrolled so you're not declaring your party either way. But then it's critical as a primary, you've got to choose one. Correct. In order to get a ballot, and we've talked about that. But then the other point you're making now is if I'm registered as a Democrat or as a Republican and I want to choose the other primary ballot, you have to do that through this change process. That's correct. You just That's can't correct. check the box. And you can't just email me to change your party. I need a signature. You could request. On a party card. But then you've got to get the card with That's the signature right. in order to do so. That's correct. That's right. correct. Yeah. And I'm, we're catching a lot of them, um, but the amount that we're getting in is just, um, it's actually tremendous, the amount of vote-by-mail mm-hmm. requests that we're getting. Sure. So, um Please, if you want the uh, the other party's ballot, call us. Mm-hmm. We will mail your come in. Right. We will um, have you sign right. off on a party um, change. change card, right. and you'll be all yeah. set. Yeah. So, but you're correct. And now with the unenrolled slash independent, as people know it, um, if you choose, say, a Democratic ballot, mm-hmm. you will not become a registered Democrat. You will always revert back to being unenrolled. So your choice doesn't put you in that party. You will revert back to unenrolled slash independent. So as thinking through this, make it a simpler process. If a voter always wants to be able to choose, they should stay unenrolled or become unenrolled, which is also a party choice. That way they get the choice at each primary. And then whatever they choose in the primary, then they automatically revert back to that unenrolled for the next time around. Correct, correct. Just always remember to check the box in a primary. In order to choose which one you do want. Right, right. Right. Because obviously at that point, you're only going to get one ballot. As we talked about, it's one vote, one ballot. That's right. And I don't want to guess what ballot you (laughs) want. Yeah, the Karnak, you know, which one? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That could get me in trouble. That could, that could. Yeah, I don't want to do that. No, no. Uh, so we've talked through registration, we've talked through day of, we've talked through mail, we talked through the ballot process, and then the tally of the day, then the vote publication, 
Um, you still have timing, I believe it's what, three days after for the certification of yes. the vote? So it's unofficial until you do all the rechecks. That's right. So we'll do the hand count, you know, and make sure that those numbers tally um, when we come back into the office mm -hmm. the next morning and just enter all the numbers into the state, balance everything, make sure everything balances. And typically I send it off that next day. Yeah, it's um, usually fairly I don't, You quick, don't really need no. three days. But you do have three days in case That's you right. do need it. So unofficial results, day of certification within the three days, then that's result. Then you start the process again for the next election. That's <laughs> right. That's right. We will. Um, so as I said, everything is in the vault. Obviously, my vault is not big enough to hold, you know, multiple elections in there. So what we'll do is once um, I'm able to transfer everything out of the vault, we have a cage, a locked secure cage for up at the, storage. yes, and I'm the only one with that key. Um, so, you know, this election will be transferred off-site mm -hmm. under lock and key by the police and we'll move, we'll start getting the ballots for in-person early for the state election. Right. So it's always interesting. It is. Yeah. There's always something happening. There sure is. There sure is. <laughs> Good. So I think we've covered the process, which effectively, other than between early vote for primary and early vote for a regular state election, is functionally the same, except for the time periods and the specific dates, the cutoffs in terms of register to vote by... Yeah, every every election is the same. Same process. You know, it's the same process. Dates change, um, you know, ballots change, mm -hmm. but the process is the same. Right. And then, Chloe, for those listening, you didn't have to take notes. In the show notes, we'll have the links to the town clerk page, the link to the current schedule for the early vote for the primary at some point in time. <clears throat> we'll update that as well for the regular election as that is published, etc. So you'll have links available to go back to. And, of course, your office, you can always call during the hours and, or stop in. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Someone's always here. Someone's always here. <laughs> yeah. And even virtually, if they call you after, I think between the e voice email stuff, you still get a notification that somebody called after hours so that you can process I it. I do, and I usually, time. correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll return that call if somebody needs me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you for doing what you do to secure our votes, because that is a critical process, and we'll certainly encourage voters to vote frequently in every election. That's correct. There's only one vote per election. 100%. And Steve, I thank you. You make this easy and I appreciate everything you do, all the help you give us. Thank you. Thank you. And for the listeners, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy.
By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.